Hello again, and welcome to episode 167 of SDGC for Thursday, October 24th. If you're not aware, Super Deformed Gamescast meets right here each and every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest gaming headlines with a wide variety of panel members and guests. We also do a whole bunch of other stuff as time allows, like a separate show about movies and television, pre-recorded content, and a bi-weekly morning show every other Friday. If you've been along for the ride so far, welcome home. And if not, hey, feel free to stick around and throw us a sub. Every single podcast is archived on the next day for our YouTube channel for those who like to watch, and you can find us on all major podcast services for those who like to listen. Good evening, my friends. What Good up? evening. Good evening. Reb is extra spooky tonight. Oh, super spooky, yeah. I got Reb, my, you want to explain what, what's what's going on here? Yeah, so I've got my spooky skull sweater on, which I'm really mad. I forgot that I owned this until today, which it's October 24th. I have a very limited window of time to continue wearing this. Um, I also have a shirt. Only if you're a coward. A, the skull on my shirt is made out of caps. I don't know if you can see that, but... That's my mood. And then I have here my pin, which is a unicorn with a candy corn. So it's a unicandy corn. And then I got my spooky dark lipstick on. So, you know, Halloween bitches. Ooh, <laughs> shit. Put some fucking spice on that, Reb. Yeah. Damn. And uh, I want to know what's going So, like, Derek's got this plaid thing going on. Like, are you wearing a bathrobe? No. It's, that it's, a, it's, it's a flannel. flannel. No, over there. can't it's a man flannel just shirt. wear some plaid? Like, it's just a flannel shirt. Let the okay, man no, be comfy. That's I'm Mr. Full, Autumn Man over there you're speaking to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in full Autumn, like, Kentucky Regalia. boy mode. Yeah. Meanwhile, Zach is looking, uh, as Red pointed out before we started, very stylish, very hip. Our sharp uh, boy. Zach, Thank you're looking you. quite... And Zach, that haircut is fucking lit. Like, Thank that's you. Like, really yeah, quite good. It, yeah. it, it was more money than I'm used to paying for a men's haircut. Um, yeah, really? Uh, it what looks really good. You pull it off really well. well it was never, 30, tried, never tried to get was, a women's hair, 30 yeah. bucks. Are you shitting It was 30 me? human God dollars. Damn, fuck you. I, I, I used to pay 18. So this is a big raise fuck for you me. all and your cheap ass haircuts. <laughs> My God. So, hey, John. Hey, John. How much was your last haircut? <laughs> pretty, uh, Sorry. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty funny shit here we got. Sorry, bud. So, 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 Zach, you have Brandon. to specify. Are you referring to the hair on my head or the hair on my face? On the dome, big boy. On the dome. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, I, I save a lot of money on haircuts, Zach. You know this. <laughs> yeah, but you spend a lot I'm on razors. Frugal. I'm very frugal. <laughs> oh, God. So, so what is happening in the chat with Nightbot? Nightbot just Nightbot just uh buzzed Dio. Dio down. So I need oh, to I need to put teach Dio back. Uh, he's Nightbot. good. I need to teach ahead, Nightbot yeah. how to um how to chill its fucking tits out <laughs> Brandon you look really nice today thank you you look really nice. Brandon, 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 yeah. Brandon's got a lot of color in his cheeks do you guys see that mm -hmm. he does yeah. and you Jeff look really you're looking you're, Jeff you look really buff and sharp like physically yeah. sharp, physically like, sharp. <laughs> like if Very I touched you I would bleed maybe yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's I'm actually weird. wearing a, a Yankee sweater so even if I had my webcam on I, I think I'd have it off Look okay. at his look at his face though. He looks like he's really spaced out. Like he's he just. Got dead I know it's been now. a hard week. I feel like it should already be Saturday, and it's just fucking gone. It's been a long ass week. So I just want to make sure, uh, Derek Nightbot's not going to go rogue on us, is it? Not like, to my like knowledge, but I'm working happening. on him right now. Skynet. So I don't. I don't think we're going to get a Skynet situation. The SDC. It is the Twitch year of Terminator. Terminator. Fingers crossed, we do. 
<laughs> that this, was is the, this is the SG, the long-awaited SGGC Terminator crossover. So, I, listen, I know, I know a lot of people are ready for a modern solution to new games. That was the worst segue I've ever done. That was I'm so bad. sorry. That Let me bad. walk it back. That was. But what have you been playing? Save me from myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go? I said what? Reb. Oh yeah. me! I'm sorry. I didn't hear my name. I'm Rebecca. Okay. Play, my full Whoa. name. Fuck off. Um, I'm playing Control right now. I'm still playing Control. I've been streaming it. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It is. I've, I think I've like complained maybe a lot on stream about this. So I I know there's like at least one or two people in chat who have watched me stream who are probably sick of hearing me complain about this. But I really like have not played a ton of shooters in the last couple of years. And I was listening. I was actually listening to Waypoint Radio, and I can't remember who on that show was talking about this. It might have been. It was whoever was talking about Manifold Gardens, so I don't remember who that was. Patrick. Probably Patrick. That sounds right. Um, yeah. But he was talking about, like, the difference between games that challenge your mind and the difference uh, – and, and games that challenge your dexterity. And I have mostly played games that challenge my mind over the last, like, year and a half, two years even, and not a ton of games that challenge my dexterity. Like, the most that I've done is World of Warcraft, and that, like – rating at high level in that game is mostly like rote at this point because i understand my rotation really well and it's more research and practice rather than dexterity and reaction times and so it's just it's just challenging for me like th this sounds really stupid but i keep forgetting to remember like I, I don't remember that i have a dodge button it just doesn't occur to me that that's in my tool set I, I like shoot and i throw things and then sometimes i remember i can crouch behind pillars but i like forget that i have a dodge button and i just like you just have to train those things. Um, but I did, however, uh, prove myself. I won a game of Fortnite this week. I saw wow. it. I won I a game I'm of very Fortnite. Proud of I did. Wow. Fortnite really... is not an easy game to win. It is Fortnite. not. It is not easy to win. Did you just and build? I'm... No, I didn't build, build at all. No. Nice. I... Has anyone told Reb that you play as bots? At, uh, play against bots for your you first few rounds? Hey, guys. Jeff, you didn't have to do that, my dude. <laughs> I just. <Yeah. laughs> I'm not wow. saying. Wow. How long before it matches you with real people? No, you don't play against bots. I'm like level eight. Surely yeah, it's matching no me with way. real people by now. Yo, okay, no, I'm, I'm just. It was mostly people, just a joke. But no, in the yeah. new season, they do what PUBG does, where your your first few rounds are against bots, and it gradually gets more and more. Are you regular actually players? serious, so what, Jeff? Why did they you really do, do that? They really. No, do I'm that? just like I'm not saying that's what happened to Rab. I just was curious. But if she's level eight, it was probably. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Jeff. Hey, hey, what? hey. What the way to go, my dude. Because I remember I played PUBG on my phone and I was like, holy shit, like I got second place. And then someone told me that and I was like, oh, fuck. You just Reb's broke got... Reb. Thanks. Reb's got the face she puts on every time I met Final Fantasy VI. Now she's a sad ghost. <laughs> now she's Jeff, a how sad How do you know what the rules of the new season of Fortnite are? I just saw someone tweet about it like two days ago. Otherwise, okay, I wouldn't have even known. By the way, shout out to shout out to uh, Nintendo and Chad who gifted Nightbot with some subs. Reb, Great. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Reb, fine. I'm laughing. Reb, I'm I not. I'm laughing with you. I'm not laughing at you. I promise. Brandon, I promise. You have already Brandon, made me more determined to win again. At this point, Reb, you're you're, you you're playing with real people, so you probably you probably what? They gave me an umbrella, and the umbrella. Whenever I jump out of the plane, it's this nice umbrella that makes water shoot out of the, like the fountain. <laughs> And it's oh, very nice, and I have not spent any real money on this game yet, so I only have the default avatar, and I look very yet? stupid. Did you say, I haven't spent any money yet? Yes. I don't know. I mean, 
As I say never. Something should have the shop. You might. I do put five dollars into Pokemon Go about once a month. I mean, sure. I have, I, have, I too participate in the horrible microtransaction hell economy. Maybe you, know you slip a little bit of Tim Sweeney mm-hmm. and he hooks you up. I, I, mean, I actually have a question for Reb about oh Fortnite. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. no, well, no, no, it's about Fortnite. Um, as somebody who traditionally does not care for Battle Royale style games, has anything yeah. changed in Fortnite enough to where I would, it, it warrants me going back and checking it out, or is it just more Fortnite with more shit? It is more Fortnite. I do think the th- so here's the thing that appealed to me. I think did I talk about this on the last podcast no, or at some I point? Know. I think I've, I swear Fortnite. I've talked about this. No, no, you talked about it on the morning show. It was on the morning show. Okay, yeah. well the the short version of what I said on the morning show is that the I tried Fortnite back like months and months ago, and at this point the game was already like really firmly established. Um, like it was already we already knew it was like super popular. Um, but I, t- and I was like, okay, well, I need to get on in this and like understand this game, like to do my work better. And I jumped in and it was just really, really obtuse to me. Like it, it was not intuitive. Um, it, it gave me like all these menus. It kept like, it kept like throwing ads for microtransactions at me that I didn't want because I hadn't even played a match yet. Um, it didn't tell me what the controls were. I mean, everybody knows like the basic control to like shoot a gun in a game, but other than right. that, like there's all this building. I didn't know how to do any of that. Um, I didn't understand, like, I didn't even end up, I wanted to just be in a regular battle royale match because I understand, like, the base, I, 100 people, last one standing wins. Like, I understand that concept, but it threw right. me into some other weird kind of match where I was, like, on a team with some other people. It wasn't a squad, but it was, like, a, I, I still don't really understand what it was. I think it was, like, 50 was on 50, and it was, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was something weird like That's that, weird. and it didn't, like, explain to me what this thing was that I was in. I had no idea who was on my team or what my goals and objectives were. It was very confusing, and I tried this a few times. I just got so frustrated, and I, I burnt out on it really quick, and this, I think, it, it doesn't I love the intro like the first time you boot up Fortnite in the new season it has this really cool kind of like like intro video that transitions seamlessly into you on the bus and it just dumps you into a match immediately and then it has a couple little like tutorial tips not not a gajillion of them but a couple just kind of on the side that say okay you know open chests or use your pickaxe or build something like like very very simple stuff and it was just nice it transitioned me very nicely into what was actually going on in the game and so I didn't feel just so out of my element that I was immediately alienated by it. I like that, that sounds, a lot. That sounds like a super smooth onboarding. Like, I mean, obviously the it game's is. been out for like two years now, but like right, so but, much smoother than these games used to be. Right, but that's like really smart, right? Because they, yeah. they already have this huge audience, but that audience is dwindling and they know it. And they yeah. are going to obviously get a bunch of people back for chapter two. However, they have this audience that is so familiar with the ins and outs of this game. Like they are in tune with this. It's a cultural event. If you are one of the people who is on the outside of it, it's real hard to get yep. in to understand, which is why I think that this chapter two, it's kind of, it's, it's a reboot. It's a brand new map. Um, it's a bunch of brand new things. They've added some new mechanics, but not too many. Um, they've cleaned up the UI a lot. It's like, it's really nice. I've never seen when I was playing so many players that clearly had absolutely no idea what the hell was going on than when I was playing Fortnite. Oh yeah, it, absolutely. There, well, that's the thing. So Fortnite. I mean, I can talk like all day about Fortnite. Like how Fortnite ever. is like people use it as a social network tool now. Like kids, they just like go in and they just shoot the shit and they hang out. Like they don't even necessarily play the game sometimes. Like Fortnite is a million things. It also has like objectives that have nothing to do with killing people. Like I have a bunch of objectives that are just like go discover a bunch of locations. And so I spent several matches just running around the map doing nothing. Like like there's fishing in the game and it doesn't do very much for you, but it's fun. Like it's just yeah. It's just kind of this wild, weird game where there's it's a bunch like, of weird things to do and people goof off and some of them actually take the game seriously. It doesn't matter. Um, it, but this, um, but, uh, sorry, sorry, I'll finish. No. The, po- the point I was trying to make is that 
if they made a really good decision where they are trying to get some of the people who are on the outside of this in for the first time. And so they did kind of like a soft reboot and they made it easier for them to enter. And so I think they will see, uh, I, I don't know that we'll necessarily see the results of it in numbers, but I think that they will see a gentle surge of people, of new people who are interested um, because of this. I think they did a good job. It was a smart move. I yeah, would I, like, Sorry. Go ahead, Zach. No, no, please, Zach. All please. I was going to say is, as before we move on to like the next thing, is like I was yeah. just going to say, it seems like what you're describing with like the fishing and like going to these new places has always kind of been an objective, but like yes. doing more of that stuff and more side activities is just like another step in, in Epic being like, hey, people are going to get sick of the shooting aspect of this. Let's just turn this into a fucking platform. Yeah. Um, like it's it's so much more of a social space than it was. Like I, I did in that game uh, like maybe 18 months ago and then I dropped off like maybe two months after that but like back then it was like hard well hardcore it was very much like the bare bones like you're dropping you're shooting and then you're back on a menu and you do it again like it's it's super yeah, no. cool and interesting to see that like epic isn't just kind of letting it die like they're gonna try to keep it going um but i've had multiple industry people who i have spoken to like developers and publishers in interviews where we somehow mentioned Fortnite, reference the fact that Fortnite is now more of a social platform than it is a game yeah and i think no, that's I, a really I, astute observation yep yeah, I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's been that way since they introduced the, um, whatever, like that island building mode, the creative mode. Mm -hmm. That's kind of sort of like the introduction. You're in a little hub world where people can just kind of hang out and do like mini yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right, Sorry, that was like deeply off topic, but there you no, go. No, 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 it wasn't off topic at all. That's what you I want to give a quick shout out to Cam Koenig and Badbit in chat. Both are, uh, Cam is on Hi, a two-month sub-streak and Badbit is on a three-month streak. Bit. Thank you so much, oh, guys. Yeah, we, thanks. You're so great. We really appreciate that. We so really appreciate that. We we do have some topics. Uh, I know I want to talk about what I've been playing. Do we? Does everybody else still want to run through what they've been playing? Brandon, I, I want your Final Fantasy update of what's been going on in Final please, Fantasy. Brandon, please. No, no, the I, next. We'll, we'll save that for next week when the new patch. Okay. Oh, oh, that's okay. okay. Oh, wait, no, Brandon, Brandon, tell us. Big patch drop. What's in the new? What's in the new patch? Okay, week? so the new patch more difficult, more difficult bosses. Uh, the near crossover raid. Uh, okay. Store, store the continuation of the main story. Uh, Yoko Taro's writing the expansion, right? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yoko Brandon, Taro Brandon, did you see the bullet hell stuff in the raid? I did. It's <gasps> all, it, it looks like near. Like, from, oh, it's from so the trailer, good. So, it looks Zach, so good. it's pretty crazy. Yoko Taro actually designed the raid, and they got the near composer to do the music yep. for it. <gasps> yeah, that was my question. No. That was my question. Have nice. Red, have you heard the Way of the World? remix link, in the trailer. link me link me link me yeah i will it's insane it's oh so God. good it looks you, so you don't care about final fantasy spoilers so go ahead and watch uh, it because fucking this, not don't this, care this trailer is super spoilery for anyone who actually oh, plays no 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 who cares and hasn't gotten to the end yet but i will send that's it rad you. so next week you're gonna come in here and you're gonna give us oh, i yeah, want oh, yeah. i want i want i've already signed up to run uh the raid with my guild on day one fuck yeah, yeah. I'll be John and I are, are going to do it for sure. <laughs> yep. Brandon and I. And Brandon, Brandon, you and I got to tackle a Dying Gasp Extreme. Uh, we, will do, we will do that. Oh, my too. God. I can't yeah. fucking wait. I, I fucking love Final Fantasy XIV so much. Thank <laughs> you. I fuck. Oh, I love this game. Um, I, I'll, I'll just say what I've been playing real quick. I'm 60 hours into Dragon Quest XI on Switch. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm at the final dungeon, but I also know there's another 30 hours of game after the credits because the game actually continues after the credits. It's not the end of the game. Uh, and I'm not talking about post content either. There's a whole other one third of the game left after the credits roll. Uh, so I'm 60 hours into that. I will clear the 
final dungeon probably tonight and then i'll spend probably all weekend uh trying to polish this up before derek arrives next friday uh or next thursday for our extra live stream because i really i love i love dragon quest 11 and i i need to get it done before derek gets here so that's that's i don't oh, and i've been mixing that up with some ace attorney I'm, i am now an ace attorney convert those games fucking rule yeah they do dude those games are fucking awesome the writing is so fucking good. So anyway, funny. I don't want to take too much time. I don't want to take too much time. Who wants to go next? Uh, either either Derek or Jeff, what do you guys got? What have you been playing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, I'm playing like, life. Like, next week is going to be packs. Like, I got, I'm going to play. I already pre-ordered Modern Warfare and the FF patch is coming out. So like between both of those, like I got a ton of stuff to talk about next week and nothing tonight. Okay, well then, I guess I will keep mine super tight and brief too, which is to say that uh, I played like 20 hours and, and beat my first run through of Disco Elysium this week. Uh, oh, yeah, super, yeah. A super, super good game. Uh, I want to put more time to talk about that game, but I think that we'll probably do an SCGC after hours because a couple of us have been playing. We really like it. Um, but like the, the, the quick thing is that you are like, like pretty, pretty uh, cliche intro, but you are like alcoholic cop who has no memory of what he did. There's been a murder. You need to solve it. And also a detective from a different precinct is coming uh, because there's a dispute over which detective should be running the case. And so you're trying to maintain that relationship, maintain a sense of professionalism, and also, who knows, maybe introduce communism to a struggling community. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, it, you don't even have to do it. The game, the game is all about uh, uh, player choice. You can, there's so many ways you can do things. Um, you in, you know, it's, it is very much D, uh, D&D uh, uh, pen and paper style RPG of like put points into virtue and put points into like your persuasion. And it's, it's super deep. There's constant skill checks. It's, I don't know. It's been like probably my favorite game this year, or at least up there. Um, but I know that, that uh, SCGC's Maddie and also of course, Finn have been playing Finn, it also. So yeah, Finn has been singing the praises of this game for quite some time. For now. Way before launch. So it's, yeah. it's super good. Um, so I'm, I'm super looking forward to that. Derek, do you have any games that you've been playing before we um, roll on? Yeah. Uh, so aside from the usual stuff that I've been playing, like ongoing, you know, I've been streaming mass effect slowly. I've been playing the hell out of monster hunter world Iceborne. Um, I, I beat the evil within. I started up and started playing slave aspire, which is, Really fun, really cool little like roguelike card battle game. Um, but the big thing is I've I've picked back up my my slow ongoing. I've been deciding to experience the campaigns of every Call of Duty game, um, from Modern Warfare onward because I've never played any of them and I hit Modern Warfare two, and um, I just gotta oh, say you're really messing out on the first few. Well, I mean, I don't know Call how good the PC are. Are the PC ports actually like good though? Because that's well, the Call of Duty One was a PC only game. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll peek back to them. Call but, of Duty um... Two was the 360 version was a port. But yeah, anyway. they're just gotcha. very different types of games. But I liked the different campaigns that they had in each of them, like yeah. the perspective. You gotta check that out. House. But like, yeah. Modern Warfare Two is funny because it it definitely feels better to play than like the original Modern Warfare and then World at War did. Um which I yeah. see why it was so popular. It is also easily the stupidest fucking campaign. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? It, it, oh it is, if, if you asked somebody to like, I, I almost- Defend Burger Town. Yeah. Ramirez, take down that helicopter with your throwing yeah, right. knife. It, like, it, oh, the, me- it the memes is, were priceless. It is then. so, it feels like a satire of itself, but I know it's serious. I've heard the phrase Oscar Mike more fucking times in the I, last couple of days. I don't know if it was that serious, days. because like, 
It was like right after Call of Duty 4. Mm, I don't know. There's not a lot of tongue in cheek going on in this. Real quick, real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to send a very special welcome to our boy JT in the chat right now. Yo! Who has not been able who has not been able to be on the podcast in a very long time because he's just been so busy but buddy just want to let you know we love you and we miss you and whenever you have time whenever you want to whenever you have time to come back you've always got a spot here buddy i want to see want to my let, little boy just want to just want to tell you that you're our you're our favorite squirrel buddy we love you favorite squirrel yeah anyway please continue that's what i got modern warfare 2 is fun it is so fucking stupid <laughs> It is super, like I, you Derek, I cannot House. wait till like, you it, get it gets to. Awesome. Are you gonna play Black Ops? Yeah, I'm gonna make my way all the way forward. Yo, no, cannot wait that, till you get to Black Derek! Ops three no, or four, which is the Black bad Derek! one. Derek, four doesn't have a campaign. Right, three. Yeah, yeah. Derek. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, don't play. I, don't play look, Black Ops. No, I mean serious question. Like, why? Um, it's a big part of gaming history that I've never a lot experienced. Of them are totally worth playing. I don't absolutely. really like online multiplayer stuff but i enjoy shooters enough like i they're not okay. really they're my favorite um unless they're like like I, I loved like doom for example like shooters can get me but like call of duty is very much not in a style of shooter that i tend to like but i i want to experience it i want to know it there's sh- the campaigns are short and digestible enough that i could burn through these campaigns at a pretty quick rate without Okay. Like taking a ton of time. I, I don't know. One time I watched the entire Transformers movie series, even though I hate them because I needed to know why I hated them. <laughs> like, I mean, I just love Derek that you are, um, you were eating from the trees that I planted when I say that, uh, you went straight from playing Gears of War for the time into the <laughs> Call of Duty series. Yeah. So Ooh. I, I yeah. feel like Halo's we... coming, uh, whenever the Master Chief Collection gets done on PC. Yes. I expect to Please. actually really enjoy that. Um, but we I got Halo Infinite. The writing's on the wall for that one, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I played Halo Two for the first time like two years ago, and it's like one of my favorite. First yeah, that game fucking owns like, bones. Yeah, and I but I haven't played Halo Three yet, so I'm like still stuck on that cliffhanger that everyone else was stuck on back in the day. Master Chief Collection is coming some. You gotta finish the fight, Jeff. <laughs> I know, so. I, so I'm told. I, Master I, Chief I, Collection. I, it was all supposed to be out this year. <laughs> And we're waiting I'm, I'm on gonna, just reach. I'm, I'm gonna dime out. I'm gonna dime out somebody in chat real quick. Uh, because we love our friends in chat and we want everybody to be safe. Blaine Anderson says, I've been driving and I gotta find a parking spot, but just wanna say, no, Blaine, you've got nothing to say. Find a parking spot, stop driving and, and <laughs> don't and, pull and, a fin and chatting. Post in Twitch chat and drive. <laughs> don't do it, Blaine. Don't, we need don't you pull to be a fin who used to on. podcast Come while on. driving. <laughs> there is there is yeah don't don't be a don't pull a fin friends don't you're finning it up over here all right uh has has everybody talked about what they want i to guess do? yeah so i guess i guess talking about modern warfare derek i think it is time for us to have a conversation which is the games that are coming out this weekend uh is anybody playing modern warfare derek is this all leading up to you playing the modern warfare reboot is it uh, justin, eventually justin but not just this weekend tonight to go play yeah it, so. i have a sure did not this weekend. as soon as the show is over i'm gonna boot it up if the servers are working derek so derek are you planning to play it or are you gonna wait a little while I, it, it'll be look i gotta go in order so i'll get to it eventually you'll be there yeah you'll be there okay brandon i, I mean, don't know I... if you've been paying attention but the servers are not working they're yeah open. yeah so here on on battle.net there's a message that says we are aware that some players are currently experiencing latency and server stability issues yikes 
Um, I mean, I, I plan on picking up. I know Brandon, you've got it. Uh, I know Maddie from the podcast obviously has it, and then uh, Justin is taking a, a, a nice night tonight to kind of try to play it. Um, so I mean, there there might be some coverage of that game going forward, but I also think um, the game that will potentially be forgotten uh, tomorrow at lunch, uh, but you know, Game Pass might help it out a little bit. Uh, Outer Worlds is also out tomorrow. It's a little indie project. Has anybody I... here heard of it? Zach, um, I wouldn't as far as sales go, as far as far as mindshare goes, sleep on that one. Yeah. We're I lucky really that Lena's wouldn't. in the in the chat right now, to be honest with you. Like yeah. <laughs> I realized today that I have a an early copy of that. Nice. And oh. I wasn't gonna I haven't touched it yet. I wasn't gonna bother because again, I have no money. I can't just like buy every game that I'm interested in. But since it's there, yeah. You know what's interesting about the I Outer actually, Worlds? Actually, I no. You know what? I probably won't for a while because I read Karen Kunzelman's review of Disco Elysium on Vice uh, Waypoint today, and no, I'm gonna play that next. I'm you gonna. Get I to will Disco. spend. It's so good. I am going to spend money on that game. That I am Reb, going to after reading. Reb, that. play play Disco Elysium and then consider doing some content with us to talk about it when you're done maybe because it's maybe i mean no no commitment but yes please play that game that game is so fucking good you got it dude okay so you know what's interesting about uh about the outer worlds to me is you know every comparisons and i you know from it from a gameplay and uh an aesthetic standpoint i completely see where everybody's coming from but reading about it i get a lot of dishonored vibes uh in the in, in in the sense that you've got big open maps but it's not an open world game you have multiple ways to get to your objective stealth is apparently uh can be a very big part of it um and uh you know it, it's just it, it, this is ex and i was really hoping i didn't know almost anything about this i went into it blind and i was really hoping that it wasn't a big open world you know collectathon and apparently it's not and i could not be happier about that yeah that's not what i'm looking for right now yeah, especially in the fall games rush, the idea of like committing sixty hours to an RPG, like fuck off, right? Like, and like, dude, Disco... especially coming off off of like a hundred hour RPG, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is like Disco Elysium was marketed as having like a huge sixty hour campaign. I beat it in twenty one hours. Felt like I did it almost, and that felt perfect. Like, and I think I think that's basically the same time frame people are reporting with um with outer. Like everyone was actually saying like uh, somebody beat it in six hours, Zach. Uh. Uh. Outer Worlds? Yeah, Outer Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I, there was a reviewer who his first playthrough was 40 hours, and then his second playthrough was six because he knew exactly where to go. And apparently, dude, you can clear this thing in, in six or seven hours. You just kill the bad I, guy yeah. while he's asleep in his house. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Probably something like that. Yeah, I mean, but so I, I think this game seems cool. Uh, I think it's really interesting. This is a strange game because marketing for it has been so strange. Uh, it really has. Historically, I think a lot of that is that uh, Private Division, which is owned by, it's, it's Papa, it's 2K, uh, obviously like, like paid a ton of money for the publishing of this game. Uh, and the Microsoft bought it. And so it's like this weird thing where like, who's actually marketing? Like even Microsoft, who's been historically pretty good about pushing their Game Pass titles, has been a little bit more pulled back and just doing like some social for it. I haven't seen that many promotions. Like it'll, it's going to be a weird one. Um, it's probably a game that's going to have legs because oh, obviously yeah, tomorrow so. everyone's going to be talking about the shooty. Shooty bang. Gun. Shoot bang. Call, call duty, the duty, the duty that was called. Uh, but it looks cool. Like, like I like that shit where like, if you jump off of a high ledge too many times, your character like afraid of heights and like you just get a phobia of that oh, that's really cool yeah you could exchange that for like a perk or whatever like that's that's a cool system um it seems cool and hey another um 
even though even though it's probably not going to go as radical as, as i'd like uh a game that's willing to tackle some some corporate politics shit is cool apparently so. it goes really hard in on that uh on the anti on the uh on the anti stuff and you know the other thing that i like is i hear like you know from a from a campaign standpoint as far as like you know explore areas i hear a lot of comparisons to mass effect uh which is really appealing to me mm. and again that's all going back to the, like you know the big open maps but it's not open world you've got a hub and from there you pick where you want to go and you've got a wide open explorable space uh yeah imran's chat says yeah if you side with the corporations you're a garbage person i completely agree yeah i completely agree um i the, the only thing is zach for me and i don't know but i'll throw it up to the rest of you but I have so many fucking games to play right now that I, I'm going to buy Outer Worlds tonight, and I'm probably not going to touch it for a month, to be perfectly honest with you. Because sure. I've just got so much other shit on my plate. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like an RPG, like a cozy 20-hour RPG is like the perfect, like, December. Like, all the games are already out. You know, cozy weekend game. Yep. Like, it, yeah, it seems cool. I'm looking forward to checking that out this weekend, too. Um, but I guess, I guess one little topic we have on the plate, if everybody's ready um Please? why talk about why talk about the outer world when we can talk about fallout first somebody in case fallout. somebody's been living under a rock for the last 24 hours it's been a busy news week yeah, yeah. I yeah. Article yeah. I it's been a busy news day Brad, it's been a busy busy news day all this shit I'm is tired. like dropping yeah. fucking today lena I'm lena's tired. been been texting me about fallout 76 like non-stop like <laughs> Who? All right, then who feels best equipped to give everybody the quick rundown? Yeah, I got, I got it. First? I got Reb, it. So, Reb. so uh, Bethesda announced a new subscription service. Uh, it's tied to Fallout 76. It's called Fallout First. Um, it costs $12.99 a month or $99.99 a year. Um, and it, it, its most notable feature for this subscription service is that if you subscribe to it, you get access to what they tout as your own private world server. Uh, it can be used by yourself and up to seven other people, those seven people don't have to be subscribed to Fallout First. They can just be in this private world with you. You don't have a bunch of other people in there fucking it up, in theory. Um, and then you also get some other stuff. You get uh, an infinite storage container for, like, crafting materials. Uh, you get this camp uh, that you can kind of, like, set up. It's got, like, a bed and a few other, like, conveniences. You can set it up wherever, and you can fast travel to it at any time. So it's like a, it's like a placeable fast travel point in the world. Um, you get 1,650 atoms, which is the in-game currency for use in the in-game store. Um, that is equivalent to about $16.50 of real-world money. So, like, that – if you're just – if you're straight doing monetary equivalents, like, that is what it's worth. Like, like it's more than what the subscription is worth. Um, and then there's also some cosmetics involved. So, the reason why this is – maybe not going so well for Bethesda is because many of these features, the private worlds, the infinite uh, storage box, the, the movable camp, those are all things people have been asking for in this game since launch. And Bethesda has been like, yeah, don't worry. We're working on them. Don't worry. And then they, instead of just updating the game with these things, they put them behind a subscription service. And is then there they the the subscription service is basically like a glorified discount on in-game currency that they tied some like really important features behind and then to top it all off one this dropped like basically right after they announced that a big expansion pack people have been looking forward to is delayed and people have been finding out in the day since that the private servers are not really all that private like they're actually apparently I, I, someone else who knows this will have to explain how it works, but apparently, like, their server, some of the, some people are getting, like, 
like server seeds or whatever that have been fucked up by other people and so they're already like all messed up and like items are missing and stuff and then the other thing too is the the box that you get that's supposed to like contain all of your infinite crafting infinite materials storage. it's it's just destroy you put things in it and they're gone it's, it's just eating them so, so okay so it's, so it's broken as hell adding- it, it's it's like feels exploitative because it's stuff that people have been asking for for forever and they're just putting it behind the subscription service oh, and fallout 76 is a, is a mess anyway so so when, when you announce a when you announce a premium uh, uh a subscription model to your game that's been out for a year usually that signals maybe you're going to do a transition in your business model like it's a free to play you know, or something they announce, do they announce a free to play version of the game or like a, disc- no. is there a new discounted price i mean to be fair Again, I'm not. I don't want to defend Bethesda because I think that I, I just want to be clear. I think this is fucking stupid on all accounts. However, it's a sixty dollars game. A lot of the people who are part of the community paid for sixty dollars for the game at launch, and so they're very frustrated that it's just been this mess this whole time and is continuing sure. to be a mess. Um, if you buy the game today, depending on where you get it, I think I saw it like ten dollars on Amazon. Bethesda store, okay. I think, has it down to like thirty at least, probably lower. So, and the, I, if I remember right, like these discounts happened pretty quickly after the game came out. Like they knew this was not a sixty dollars game. But it is still um, a paid game with a subscription. It to is use still a paid game with microtransactions already in the game. Yeah. you have been able to pay for my, microtransactions oh God, since I the just, start. I just and now there's heard Jim Sterling from 12, states away. Twelve ninety nine a month. Twelve ninety nine a month. I, I think I think there's a level Free of to pay. I think there's a level of like argumentative dishonesty in most of the time in comparing costs of subscription services because i think it's like like depending on what like like fortnite's battle pass is ten dollars a month or ten dollars for the battle pass or whatever and you can like argue like whether that's worth it or not what you're getting and i I think there's like some dishonesty when you try to make those comparisons however i do think that if you look at thirteen dollars a month for a bunch of shit that should have been just free in the game anyway compared to ten dollars a month for xbox game pass and a shit ton of games like maybe this wasn't well and compared to a lot of other games where like if you're going to add features to a game a lot of times they're tied behind uh, maybe like a season pass or something where you buy it and then you have that stuff because you're in the upgraded version of the game but like a subscription a hundred dollars for a year and that's the discount rate that's fucking that's fucking wild but like what also what's frustrating so uh when i went to pax maddie and i actually you are breaking up real bad you're breaking up yeah you're breaking up again okay Stop me again if it's if it cuts out. Wait, do you okay. have to pay a subscription fee to play so, Fallout seventy six? No. 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 Oh, okay. So when you Maddie have to buy and I, the game, though. I when yeah. Maddie and I went to a panel at PAX, there's actually I mean obviously you're at a panel at, in a Bethesda hosted event, so like your audiences are, you know, a certain way. Uh but um people seemed really, really happy with like, they announced a whole bunch of new details on the next year worth of season pass content. People were happy with like the roadmap and like the idea of like, here's a bunch of free stuff. Here's some of the premium stuff that's going to be there. Like people were happy with the model of like new rolling expansions that had some like cost elements to it. It's, it's just strange to see this edition now. Um, after like, they've kind of sold the community on like a standard quarterly new expansion thing. It's weird. US gamer. I think it's US gamer. I think, I think it was probably Mike Williams um, who wrote this maybe today or yesterday. Um, but he has a really good, there's a really good opinion piece over there right now that basically the headline is something like, you know, Beth- Bethesda spent almost a year trying to rebuild goodwill in the Fallout 76 and community. Just- and and they were doing okay. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the no man's sky kind of turnaround by any stretch of the imagination, but they were doing okay. Like they had a steady community and just in one night, just. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah like I think a lot Nuked of... It. Like, um, you know, I think Maddie and me are the only ones that actually play the game, and I, I play it regularly and have an embarrassing amount of time, and I just don't like to talk about it because I can't. That's okay. You like what you yeah, like. I know, but I can't. I can't have a conversation about it online. Um, but yeah. the, the problem I think with the pass is it isn't really like for anyone, if that makes sense. So yeah. there, there's a private, there's access to private worlds, which is kind of like normal. Like I used to pay seven or eight dollars a month for a Minecraft world, mm-hmm. and that's was like you know maybe some people might think that's a bit much but that was persistent so it's like it's not just the pricing it's some of the implementation of this the private worlds um you know maybe the fact they're included in this price is fine but private worlds the implementation of them is shitty because they just disappear if no one's online yeah they're peer-to-peer they're not actually on a service yeah Yeah. but then also that's like that's bundled in with like reb said like you get 1650 atoms and like again, bang for buck thing. That for people, because like you know, I'm pretty into the community. I know a lot of people that spend same as like I know people that play MLB the Show. They spend like a hundred dollars a month in that game. I don't know how, but Ooh. our friend Matt Piscatello knows. I think he's got over a grand in that game. But um, <laughs> the man like people spend like yeah, like if the the pass is for these people, like the hardcore, but. Like it has, like you guys said, it has um, more casual features gated behind it. So the stash space should not be part of the subscription. Like 100%. The private worlds should work the way they're supposed to. So it's just like, it's like, who's this for? You've got some casual features in here and then some really hardcore features in here. And it's all in a really expensive package and half of it's broken. Like, yeah. And they also, I've also seen it pointed out that like they, they had kind of hinted around the idea that private worlds, when they came out, would also be moddable. Because right now you can't, like, mm-hmm. mods are a big part of the other other Fallout games. You right. can't mod Fallout 76 because it's an online world. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they've mentioned in places, they'd be like, oh, well, we're working on private servers, and those will be moddable. And they brought this out, and I think a couple of weeks ago, they had a news post where they're like, okay, these are coming really soon, but they're not going to be moddable right away. And they didn't give any kind of timeline as to when they would be. So there's just, like, no fucking advantage at all to playing on a private server. And like Lena said in chat, too, friends – so if you make a private server, friends can just join. Like, there's not a way to keep it – so if I'm, like, friends with Derek and I want to make a server to play with Zach and John – and not Derek, Derek can just join in. Derek yeah. can just fucking come in. It'd be like yeah, if everybody you knew just had a key to your house. Just in. What's up, everybody? Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Do you mean to tell me that Fallout 6 or Fallout 6 has, some, un- has some undercooked elements in it? Are you telling me there's some <laughs> undercooked features? I mean, I guess I guess what I find so frustrating about this is like there are other games right now that are like game as a service platforms that are not following into this old school model, right? Like Say what you want, and, and it's all fair criticism of how DICE has handled Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Battlefield 5, but they have released free content that the community likes, and the way they fund that is through uh, paid cosmetics for, like, certain legacy characters that people like. Like, I don't... It feels like you could add fan-favorite armor that is paid cosmetics while still delivering free, like, new expansion areas, and people would be... And if, you're, if your audience is happy with your core experience, they will pay you for the cosmetics. Like, Fortnite... How the fuck do you think Fortnite makes its money? Like, having cool cosmetics with core gameplay that works. I mean, I'm sure they... I don't know. It's weird. And, like, that is a component of it, right? Because they do have the discounted atoms or whatever. Yeah. It, it just um, it just feels out of touch and weird and late, but also too soon. I don't know. It, this game, it, it just ain't it. It isn't like, it. And I think I think we're going to see Bethesda just keep throwing money at this, trying to save it until next-gen launches. For, and they can... for how long, though, Zach? Like, like what is... Do, do we actually know what... I, maybe Jeff is the best person this like mm-hmm. do we know what the actual player like the size of the player base of this thing like mm, i haven't because like it's hard because it's not on steam right it's on bethesda's own launcher so like i don't know 
So you can't track it. I can't use like Steam. Well, Steam Spy is not really like a thing. I don't know if people still use that because I know they had some API issues. But no, like the impression I get because I'm on the Reddit pretty frequently and like in the game, like it's it's got a healthy player base. Like it's not yeah. like a waste. No pun intended. It's not a wasteland. Like there's there's people playing it. Um, the community that is there, like a lot of these games, is small but very dedicated and very uh, committed, and like they're online every day. Um, so like it's it's not in the realm of like where you can't find a match, you can't find anyone to play with, like but it's not it's basically all it's ever gonna be. Like no amount of content updates, kinda where I think Anthem's falling into now. No amount of updates, no amount of goodwill is gonna like just the ship has sailed and you can keep the people there that are ha uh that are there happy, but yeah, yeah like it's no. I don't know. It's hard to imagine. That sounds about right. that sounds I think about that right. there's something like super admirable about like what Hello Games did with No Man's Sky to bring it back bring it from nothing to a really enjoyable, like active game. And I, they, they did that with, like, a lot of communication, a lot of free shit, and a lot of, like, what I interpreted as listening to what the players were saying they actually wanted. So I don't think it's impossible to bring a game back like that, but I think there's also a point where you have to look at your game and say, you know, we really just need to fucking cut our losses. Yeah. Just, just one last thing, because I was looking at the details of what's in the bundle. Can we just talk about that the the cosmetic you get for subscribing right now was the helmet that was popularized. It was I think it might have been in previous games, but it was at least popularized in Fallout New Vegas, the game not made by Bethesda that was made by Obsidian, who is launching Outer Worlds tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So their their main their main thing is like you're nostalgic for this helmet for this game that we didn't make. Like, yep. Fuck. I will fuck. say that. Um... The cosmetic items, if you just subscribe for a month and cancel, you do get to keep them. They don't. That's they, cool. They don't, yeah, it, it's still garbage, yeah. but they don't. At least they no, don't I take mean, them back with your. Yeah, stuff. they're not totally fucking you, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I've got a genuine question about Fallout 76, right? Like, so uh, the game's been out for almost a year now. Uh, it, yeah. it, has, it has had a litany of issues uh, since Jump Street. Uh, now you've got this thing, uh, you know, you know, you've got this. Um, this new pay model you've got you got all these these new bugs that are cropping up um and we've got the new and we've got the next generation around the corner right like like these new consoles are going to launch ostensibly next fall right like we're all expecting everything to drop next you know next november um how much longer you know and i know bethesda's working on other things like you know obviously the you know the elder scrolls 6 is a thing and uh that the, uh, what's the name of that space game Ghostwire Starfield. tokyo Starfield. and also Starfield. and also Starfield, whatever it's Starfield. called Starfield. but they they also Starfield. have another triple a title coming before starfield or they're supposed to yeah yeah i i can't remember exactly what it is but 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 like how how much longer one does the fan base put up with this and two how much longer does bethesda say this is worth our time uh, how much longer I, does Bethesda have an E3 press conference? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I mean, it's it's like listen. I think that I think I think that as long as uh, Elder Scrolls Online has a huge audience, which it does, apparently, like, that's the thing that we don't hear about a lot. But I think it's like the number three or number four biggest yeah. oh, MMO great. right yeah, now. Yeah, ESO is pretty huge. Yeah, yeah. ESO, so ESO is huge, and like I guess that's what's so weird to watch is it's like you're throwing all the like Fallout has a big community, but that big community exists yes because I like Fallout, yes because I like the world, yes because I like those vanilla experiences, but also because of the modding community that supports it. 
right? Like a lot of what we like about those games on PC is stuff that we have seen through mods. And like, if, like Reb was saying, if you're not supporting that in Fallout 76, all you have is this dwindling fan base and you're kind of milking them for money as you sell them nostalgic headgear and fucking loot boxes that delete your shit. I would see that I'm dropping this by next gen. And I would say they're going to keep supporting Elder Scrolls Online through next gen, probably revamp that game with greater crossplay now that everybody's playing nice in that way. But like, I... Mm-hmm. Th- there's, I, I think that this, I think, I think Fallout first bombs, and I think it's done after a year, and I think they're gonna sunset Fallout seventy six uh, by next gen. That sounds like a smart play. Yeah. I, I, does I, anybody I, think they're gonna keep doing a long game with it? And no. See no. Gonna... It's funny because I think they'll, they'll get the Wastelanders update out with the NPCs and stuff because that's been a big promise, and I think that's yeah, kinda, yeah, that seems like their final vision for the game. But I don't know what they'd add beyond that. Like that seems I... like a good end point. I would suggest yeah. that so so Fallout and I'm sure we've seen the discussion on Twitter like lately like kind of the slight comments because at least our world is like out almost and between this and the Fallout 76 thing there is like definitely this recognition that Fallout as a as a franchise has very much become a parody of itself um, yep. like it, it used yeah. to be this really kind of smart sharp commentary on how capitalism and like like consumption were just just super destructive and it was very tongue-in-cheek about it um and now like vault 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 boy it's a goofy theme park vault boy yeah Yeah. vault boy has become like he he went from being sort of a joke of a like a capitalist mascot into an actual mascot um that they will sell you a bobblehead for yep yeah (laughs) and so but at the same time fallout still has just just as a franchise like despite the fact that i know a lot of people did love fallout 4 but fallout 4 did not get a great reception on launch like it was if i remember right it was pretty mixed and it's worse now than it was at launch at launch i I feel like it was I feel I, I, like no, there was a mixed thing going. No, on. No, there was, what it was. It was definitely. I think. I. I, I think the reviews in that one were. Uh, were a pretty big bag of mixed nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, I can't remember it was, what it was. It was, it was buggy as shit at launch. It was that, lower that's, than that's, I think three, but about. still very high. Like, yeah. Right. I think that's. I think the bugs are what shit. I think. That's true. But I think so. There's like there's like a group of people who are like super dedicated to Fallout as a franchise. Like no matter what, the series can fucking do no wrong to yeah. them. And I do not think, I don't know what they do, but I do not think, so like they, they have Fallout 4, that's kind of, you know, quiet, that's quieted down by now. It still exists, but it, it's like quieted down. They have Fallout 76, it is not going well. And they have Fallout Shelter, which is mobile. I, I do not think they go like too long without coming out with some kind of new Fallout branded thing. I don't know what that thing is. I don't think it's Fallout 5. I think it's too soon for that. But I... I don't think they just let Fallout sleep. I know Bethesda likes to let franchises sleep for a couple of years. Like Elder Scrolls, they love to do that. But I don't. I think they have figured out that Fallout is a cash cow, and I don't think they let it sleep for too long. And like that's such a huge bummer to me because like I think that like it's it's everything everything you're saying is like 100 percent how I feel, Reb, which was just that like they have no idea what the true identity of Fallout should be because old fans like knew that it was a co- a commentary on like war and the war economy and the new fans are just like war is sick as shit and i love it Fucking and like nukes. They don't... nukes are fun yeah. nukes rule drop some nukes and like they don't know which audience to cater to like it, they would be in such a better place if they were like fuck it we're not making a new core fallout game until 2024 like that would be and that, that would frankly be soon but like they're not going to you're absolutely right i mean who knows? They could just wait for PS5 and Xbox whatever to come out and be like, hey, here's Fallout 3 Remastered with mod support or something. I, I could see that. I think that would make sense. Or even, a, even a Fallout 4, like, like Ultra or Fallout 4 Nuclear Edition or something where it's like Fallout 4 on the new 
all nice and prettied up and then maybe like combine it with some sort of online elements from 76 or something i i yeah. don't know but you actually know, that, that makes a lot of sense that would that would not surprise me if they did that. i'll say this much i'll say this much real quick um i had somebody ask me uh a little while ago uh whether or not uh i thought fallout 76 was going to greatly damage the fallout brand in the long run and i thought about it for a while um, and this was the same worry that Square Enix had with Final Fantasy XIV when it first launched in 2013, right? Like, it was a fucking disaster when this game launched, which is why they called it, you know, the new version of Realm Reborn. It was a nightmare, and Square openly admitted this is damaging the Final Fantasy brand, and if we don't fix it, it is it could potentially damage the brand. It, it could kill it. Like, that's, that's how bad the original Final Fantasy XIV game was. And they went back to the drawing board. It took them, what, like a year or two years to revamp the whole game. And now it's like the second most... Was it three years? Uh, yeah, 2010 to 2013. Okay, right. No, yeah, no, you're right. So, and and now it's like the most second most popular MMO in the world. Um, And the Final Fantasy brand is doing just fine. Do I think that Fallout 76 is as bad for Fallout as Final Fantasy XIV almost was for Final Fantasy? No, no. Uh, I don't, but because we all know that when the event, you know, like when Fallout Five happens, people are gonna buy the shit out of it. Like we all know that, right? Yeah, because like they called but, that it was, you know, the second MMO. They called it Final Fantasy. They put a number on it, right? Fallout Seventy Six is a spinoff. It was sort of its own. Thing. But I mean, but, Zach, go ahead, please. All I was gonna say is that Fallout Seventy Six, uh, the main issue with it is it launched too soon. It should have been delayed. If it had right. launched this fall, if they weren't in such a rush to get it out. It might have been in a better place than it is now. It could have been lost, um, but it was as an early access and, game. And, yeah, exactly that, Reb. But also, speaking of games uh, and delays and knowing when's the right time to delay a game, oh, um, I think that it's actually we're talking about today, Sony, after after rumors for the last 24 hours, oh, Sony yeah. did confirm one month after announcing their, their February date, they're actually going to be pushing The Last of Us 2 until May uh, Neil Druckmann actually released a press release about, well, a, a paragraph or two saying, hey, right after we did that release, we realized we were going to have to do some crazy crunch, or at least implied there would have to be crazy crunch to get it ready in time to get quality up. We realized we simply gonna... didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish we would call Naughty Dog quality. At this point, we were faced with two options, compromise parts of the game or get more time. We went with the latter, and this new release date allows us to finish everything to our level of satisfaction while also reducing stress on the team. And honestly, considering Naughty Dog has one of the worst uh, 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 communities in the industry for crunching their employees to get their games out, it's good to see that they're at least, you know, seemingly addressing that. Yeah. Um, it's so, interesting yeah. to see more publishers being doing that and being frank about it. Like, yeah. I, I kind of wonder, I mean, I, I don't know. I wonder if, had we not had this massive industry crunch conversation over the last, like, several years, I wonder if these games would have been delayed or if they would have just crunched them. Like, I wonder if there's somebody somewhere up there weighing the pros and cons and saying, well, we've, and I'm sure there's multiple factors, right? Like there's now an awareness of it and how hard it is on human beings and the human cost. But I wonder if there's also kind of a PR angle where they're thinking we could crunch, we could get this out now. And then we could have in six months to a year a shitty article from Kotaku. Not the not the, the quality of the article would be shitty, but it'd be shitty for them. Um, talking about how badly we crunched through this and make us look horrible. And do I do we really want that? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what the motivations are. I, I want to offer another angle. Like I know some of us were were talking earlier about this, so I don't. 
I respect the hell out of Neil. Um, I don't want to say he's lying in his blog posts. I don't want to start conspiracy theories. And I, th I fully believe that um, the stress on the team and the crunch of the extra time is is all true, that they need all that stuff. But it there's different contexts for game delays. Um, and this one, I think, just struck us as really strange because Sony has had so many problems this generation with their first-party games, with delays, um, starting kind of with God of War. They seem to hold that release date a lot closer to the chest and not announce it until they're sure they can hit it. That's the impression I've got from them lately. And I really thought that them taking so long, you know, them having The Last of Us trotted out every year for several years, and they had this big press week, uh, you know, they had the State of Play trailer and then the press preview event, it really seemed like they were confident this time. So to suddenly, just four weeks later, Walk about, like, you have to think that they really were like very, very confident in this title. Um, and if... I would think if they're if Naughty Dog was even on the fence about it, you know, obviously they have enough, um, they have enough uh, sway with Sony to be like Naughty Dog can say we're not releasing this at this time, and Sony will say okay. So like if there was any question that they could hit that date, I would think they would have held off for another few weeks until they were like okay, yeah, we're good or no, we're not. So it, I don't know. I I still feel like there's more to the story. Obviously, they're not going to share all the behind the scenes dirt, but uh, and I'm it's certainly weird. not saying that means the game is going to be bad. But I feel like something happened or <coughs> there was something that they didn't anticipate that, that caused this. That's just my thoughts, and I think some people felt the same way. That's my no, theory I, yeah. on a different game we're going to talk about here in a minute, but I don't know about The Last of Us. Yeah, and, and I just, I guess I just really quickly want to say, like, to, to Reb's conversation about, like, you know, now that the industry is actually thinking more consciously about crunch, like, part of me, like, the cynical part of me thinks it's two things. One is that... Saying, hey, we don't want to crunch our developers is good PR because none of us want to know that our games are made in a fucking sweatshop of a development studio. Let's be real, there's still crunch. That's, yeah. exactly, that's my and, cynical and thing. I will, I will throw is, in there, too, that uh, my editor, Brendan, shared an article from our site from a little while back that uh, there's a lot going on in that article, but the main crux of it is that when you delay a game, yes, that alleviates, that may alleviate like a month's worth of crunch, but it may also extend the crunch yep. for three yeah. more months. Because let's not yeah. act like The Last of Us 2 hasn't already been on extended crunch for the last year yeah. or more. Yeah. So, mean, so them saying we're going to yeah. not be under crunch is a good way a good for one. people Nobody's who are going not, home yeah. at 3 p.m. People who are not clued in shows. are going to look at that and go, see, good guy, Sony and Naughty Dog, yeah. they're not crunching. Oh, and it's yeah. like, no, they're just going to be of, crunching for more months instead, instead of... of working 80 hour weeks for a month, they're going to work 70 hour weeks for three months. I mean, yeah, yep. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and and the, yeah, and it's interesting to see. And I'll, I'm just gonna address it. Our next bigger thing, um, is that somebody asked, is this related to the multiplayer? Who don't know, yes, the first Last of Us game had multiplayer, but uh, Naughty Dog has since said we're actually taking out the factions multiplayer, the core multi any of the multiplayer components, and we're actually gonna have a, a different release down the line, is basically what they've indicated. So mm -hmm. It will be, I don't know, PS5 or something. They're going to push out, like, a factions multiplayer thing. But no, this is all tied to single player, which is kind of wild, uh, considering they just let people play two or three hours of it. Um, but, yeah, something it's, it's went weird, weird um, somewhere. Yeah. Zach, Zach yeah. before we move to the next topic, I always like to do this when I chat that I recognized. Uh, I just want to say hi to uh, Invader underscore Doomest. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing uh, that last word right. Uh, I've never seen you in chat before. I don't know how long you've been watching us or if this is your first time, but I have just gifted you a sub, so please enjoy that sake emoji, and we're just happy to see you, so uh, stick around. 
And we yeah. uh, we appreciate your comment. He, he said we should, they or sorry, they said we should really be supportive of yep. delaying. Yeah. Uh, Probably, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes, no, yeah. we are absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I just I, I caution, I celebrate it, of course, if it makes the game better, if it makes people less stressed. But I would just caution looking at that and say, Well, crunch is solved. We yeah, did like, it, like, internet. Like, right. 100% that, which is like I agree that a delay will probably mean, or I want to believe a delay will mean less crunch, but I also am ha reluctant to believe an executive when they tell me that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. but yeah, but but so speaking of things that are that uh, come out maybe a little sooner than they're supposed to, oh, uh, Ubisoft had their uh, investor call today. No, uh, where, it er, was, no, this was not. Oh well, they did. This is not their financial call. Their oh, financial not... call is next week. <laughs> oh oh shit! So there. What so, the hell was okay. this? Yeah. Well, what was uh, this? Okay, can I talk about this? Because I yeah. listened to this whole hour-long thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of it course, of course. It was a fucking wild ride. So, so if you're, if you don't, I write for GamesIndustry.biz. It's an industry website. We do the business shit. This means I listen to every investor call. Every investor call is really fucking boring for the most part. We might get one like really interesting quote about, you know, like monetization or something, but by and large, boring as hell. So Ubisoft today, just out of fucking nowhere, no one, I, I'm sure it, insiders saw this coming, but out of nowhere, we get this email that's like, by the way, we're adjusting our fiscal targets for this year, for 2019 to 2020, which I believe for them ends in March, um, their fiscal year. We're adjusting our targets. Um, and I, numbers are like really wild, but just to give you an idea, they're going from a target, hold on. They're going from, the, it's, it's a really steep drop. Like it's a huge drop in their plan. It's like it's like 11, it was like they they went like they dropped eleven percent or something like that, right? Yeah, well, their looking, stocks did, but they're okay. So so income. So they're going operating in. Um, hold on, sorry, I gotta read. It's operating income between they were so they were predicting to have operating income of around five hundred and thirty three million dollars. That was their original plan, and they're dropping that to income of between twenty and fifty million. That is a huge drop. <laughs> oh, and the reason why, there are two reasons. One is like the, the boring, the less interesting part is that Ghost Recon Breakpoint and to a lesser extent, the Division 2 underperformed. Okay, happens. Um, there's interesting reasons behind that, but that's not what we're talking about. But the big thing is they are delaying three fucking games. They are delaying Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Watch Dogs Legion. All three were planned for this fiscal year, and they're wow. delaying them not just to next fiscal year, but to the Q2, Q3 window. So That's for, some, for between story. July 2020 to December 2020 is when these three games are coming out. And that is a huge delay. And there, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in there, but they they had this financial call to and, and to be fair, Yves Guillemot, the CEO, his his explanation for this in the press release was very similar to uh, uh, Naughty Dogs. Uh, we want our teams to have more development time to ensure that their respective innovations are perfectly implemented, so as to deliver optimal experiences. Like basically, we need more time. Okay, whatever. The financial call was wild, guys. Like these things are so boring. Normally, investors ask the most boring, ass, stupid questions that show they have no indication of what's going on. We had people, one guy, I've never heard an investor on a call, like act as though he knows how games work. This guy asked about draw distance and was like, who did quality control on Ghost Recon Breakpoint? Because <laughs> basically, um, another guy was like demanding to like they, there were just a lot of really pointed questions one guy was like do you think the gamers are going to get pissed about microtransactions like like everybody was just really pointed one guy was like well, one guy just straight up said he didn't even ask a question like you're supposed to they're supposed to call in on their phones and ask questions that's what their their thing is he didn't ask a question he was just like 
you know, this thing you've done where you've delayed three games, you know, you do this every four years, right? Like you did this in 14, you delayed a bunch of games. You did this in like 2010 and you did it in 2006. You just do this all the time. It's a concentrated and, conspiracy. And yeah. Guillermo was like, okay. He kind of gave a response. Like he didn't really know what to do with it. Cause it wasn't. A and then the guy came back and he goes, no, no, I'm just saying you do this like every four years. I don't know if it's a console cycle <laughs> just thing, watching. but you keep doing this. And I'm like, what the hell is this call? So In anyway, 2024, you shall do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nostradamus <laughs> speaks. So yeah, sorry. I just really wanted to talk about the investor call. Because I've never no, done that well. I mean, like, that Watch Dogs Legion, my fear, I don't know about the other two. We haven't really heard anything about Gods and Monsters. I don't care about Rainbow Six Quarantine. So but I do think the thing with Watch Dogs Legion is we've seen how technical that game is. You know they found some real weird-ass bugs in that game that are not I, I, getting fixed between now and the end of the fiscal year. But also, well, so I, so two things. One, I saw, so the team who's working, the Ubisoft team who is working on Legion put something on Twitter where they were like, oh. We're happy to be taking this extra time that's been granted to us, which to me is almost like they're phrasing it in a way that doesn't sound like they asked for it, but I'm sure they were. Uh, it, it was a weird way of phrasing it. Who knows? Like it might be um, one of the French-based studios that made it translate. It felt weird, like the way they handled it. But also, like it feels like this shit has been coming because I think the last and maybe I'm forgetting, but I think the really big last Ubisoft game before this was Crew Two, and Crew Two had some notoriously bad quality control issues where like they would have uh, uh, restaurants on street corners and they would just be nonsensical, broken English. Like they didn't make any sense. Like the world was oh, fucking yeah. broken. Oh, those Hamburger fire hydrant. Yeah, right which now. was like, oh, where's that article? I loved that. Some of those signs basically, were. Basically, I think, I think the story was that they outsourced it to like a contract shop and then like they turned out like bizarre content that made their world really, really weird. And like, Oh my crew, God, I love that. But, but I mean, so, like, it feels like this has been coming. Like, what was the last big Ubisoft game between now, Breakpoint, I mean, and Crew 2? They're two, two to this yeah, year. Yeah, Odyssey released after the Crew 2, shit. and that was, like, you're a right. massive Odyssey was, success. Yeah, Odyssey was great. Yeah. You're, you're so right. I'm so sorry. I, That's I, the I Assassin's like that Creed game. team, though. They're very, like... So, yeah. No, but this year they've had the Division 2, which... Yeah. Division, and Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And apparently the, the Division 2 sell quite as well as they expected ghost recon breakpoint is apparently selling very poorly i mean they i haven't seen anything to that effect numbers wise but they're acting like oh shit we fucked this up and that yeah. one that was an interesting one there was like a, a long discussion in the financial call that was talking about uh monetization of that game um and how it wasn't correct yuzgi amal like straight up said we don't do pay to win microtransactions in our games and ghost recon breakpoint seems to have some of those so i don't know yeah. um but yeah, it it was very it's very interesting the the things on Ghost Recon Breakpoint and why that's not going well for them. I think I think the most interesting thing that he said about it that was actually maybe accurate is the idea that so Ghost Ghost Recon Breakpoint that's coming after what's the other Ghost Re Wildlands? Yeah. Um. So people liked Wildlands. Wildlands was good. People is good. Yeah, I was gonna say Currently. it launched rough and then they they got it rough. in a great place. Yes. So Wildlands is a game that people have been playing ongoing. A lot of money for Ubisoft has been doing very well. Guillermo had a point where he said he said something to the effect of how games, live games and games as a service, it's you know getting harder to do because when you when you have a live game that's gone on for a couple of years and everybody really likes it, your next game really needs to 
innovate. It needs to be, it needs to take the things that were good about that other one and then do them like significantly and meaningfully better. Otherwise people aren't going to want to pay for that new thing. They're going to stick to them with something that's familiar. And sports games have been in this kind of weird thing where people are willing to accept a new game every year. That's just barely like incrementally better than the one before it. But yeah. it, it seems to be turning out at least in Ubisoft's case that maybe you can't do that for every genre of game and people will just not, they'll just bounce off it. And yeah. so I, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting insight. I don't know if it's going to end up being true. It might just be that Breakpoint's a bad game. Well, I don't it, know. It, yeah. it, so like, I want to take that. I want, I want to bounce it over to Jeff because I know Jeff, Jeff is basically a resident. And, and he's been playing, Jeff, you've been playing Breakpoint. You've been, yeah, you played basically every major AAA Ubisoft game. And I would love, I would love to get your take on, 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 on the actual game delays themselves, because. Yeah. Um, I mean, Reb did a really good job covering like the financial logistics of it and stuff like that. Had, I, yeah, no, Reb, that was great. Yeah, um, the articles were great, but I think this is interesting. A lot of times we see a disconnect between like uh, people that like games, like how, you know, how a game's received critically and how it sells. And like everyone online is saying this game is trash, but it's like the best selling game of the year. And so like that, and then I think now we're, we've, with these, some of these specific games, we finally see kind of a convergence of the complaints that people had about the games and disappointments um, for Ubisoft and delaying other games. And uh, some of this is specific to these genres. And I think some of it is specific to Ubisoft games in general. So the, the first one I saw um, some reviews of Breakpoint mentioned it is Ubisoft has a problem where their games bleed together. And I might've talked about this on a podcast before where they've got these things like Eagle Vision Assassin's Creed, which is basically the same thing as your drone in Breakpoint where you put an item above you to get an overview of the land and you mark everything and then you work your way through and take it out um and their skill trees and their 11th like so they've got <coughs> these do well for them in some games but ubisoft mentioned this in their call today that um, some of these games have failed to differentiate themselves and that's part of that is that they're losing their identity especially yeah. when you look at something like the division and breakpoint coming out in the same year featuring a super realistic military they've got the tom clancy branding um, you know, the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay in them is entirely different, but right. all the uh, aesthetics and atmosphere and tone surrounding them um, is very similar. And then on top of that, so Division 2 is like a loot shooter, and Breakpoint is kind of, you wouldn't call it a sim, but it's it has a big military enthusiast audience. Sorry, Zach, you can... No, 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 no. I was going to agree with you. No, keep yeah. going. Keep going. Um, yeah. And Ghost Recon, especially Wildlands, has a very hardcore community. There was, I kid you not, there were months and months and pages and pages on Reddit about bloused boots. I had to go and look up what bloused boots are. People really, really cared about bloused boots in this game. Um, and they're, <laughs> so they're very fickle. And I think uh, when the Ubisoft, again, in their call today, they talked about um, the community not being receptive to certain changes is things i think they underestimated putting in a loot system in breakpoint that nobody asked for things like gear score um and then the way the microtransactions were handled handled eves is correct like wildlands had a lot of microtransactions and no one gave a shit and people bought all of them siege has tons of microtransactions um so i think a lot of the case of this game is they just really missed the mark and misunderstood what people wanted um and i don't know exactly what went wrong with the microtransaction store here but i know a lot of the gameplay changes, uh, even in the, the betas before the game came out, I was on the Reddit, and people were turning away from the game. The gear score system, including myself, uh, I didn't even buy the game. I bought a, a month worth of, U, worth of Uplay, um, but really turned people off the game. And similar to Division, the loot shooter community, 
uh, especially like games like Destiny, they know what they like. They're very um, passionate about it, and they give direct feedback and specific feedback to developers on like, you know, even on like really, really detailed stuff. Like, here's how you fix the loot system. You need to reduce the gear score on this particular item from this to this. And uh, so um, I think just a lot of the problems with the, these games reception is um, they didn't anticipate how big of an effect screwing up these little de they seem like little details but they turned off their core audience and the mainstream audience wasn't there to back them up um and i do think it's interesting that sorry i'm going on forever no you're Cold good Stun. you're fine um I, I will give ubisoft credit uh when assassin's creed when people were like okay this shit needs to be fixed they took time and rebooted it and origins and odyssey are some of the best received games in the entire franchise and i think they'll probably be able to do the same but Watch Dogs has a shitload of pressure on it because that second Watch Dogs is not a huge franchise. The first game did well. The second yeah. game, I did think, okay. sold okay over time. It got a lot of deep discounts and had some decent legs, but that came out in a busy time of year, I think in October, November. Um, and like Watch Dogs is not a Ghost Recon. It's not a division. And this uh, next one, Jeff, is extremely yeah. experimental. I like Watch yeah. Dogs 2 is one of my favorite games of the generation. I am super skeptical about Legion. Uh, I think the narrative is going to be a disaster because I don't know how you yep. write a decent yeah. narrative when you can play every single game. And so those systems and mechanics and polish really have to make up for that. And I'm really worried about that game. And now all the weight of the missed sales on this year's games are now on Watch Dogs. Like, yikes. Yeah. What we need... Like, I, uh, Zach, no, please, Zach. Please, Zach. No, no, no. I, I, I was going to say, and it's a quick thing, and I'm going to throw it to Reb because Reb wanted to, to chime in something. Okay. Uh, the quick thing I'll say is, like, I always feel like Ubisoft, or not always, but in recent years, it feels like Ubisoft, a good development studio, and, like, this is kind of what EA has wanted to do, but they haven't done it, is that a good studio will use similar engines and learn to collaborate in a way that will reduce employees having to crunch and redo work, where they can share resources and do work better and learn from each other and make really compelling games but i think ubisoft has done it to the point where like they have figured out systems that that make it that feel good to play that look good like the towers you know you climb a tower and then the circle you know get you get the spinning camera around it like but it feels like we're getting to a point where their games have have so much collaboration from a development standpoint that everything is so homogenous whereas like what could have made uh this game stand out breakpoint stand out is it has a little hint of like survival aspects where like if you're injured your character is slower and their stamina drains faster but they don't go they don't fully commit to that and so you're stuck with this weird in-between thing and it's also got the loot system from uh from uh uh, uh division two so it's just a, a real hodgepodge where they can't really figure out where they want to go all in and it just feels like a whole lot of nothing it's super homogenous it's everything you were saying jeff reb you had a you said you had a a quote small thing you wanted to add <laughs> yeah no i just wanted to point out on breakpoint and the division two and maybe why maybe why they didn't do well but i i, I don't know I, I think this is an interesting observation. I also, I, I don't want to get on the let's all hate the Epic Game Store bandwagon. Like, I'm not I'm not in that camp at all. I do think it's interesting. Like, Anno 1800 was also on the Epic Game Store. I don't think that was a major Ubisoft release this year. It just kind of was what it was. But The Division 2 and uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint were both the first two, like, major, major Ubisoft releases to be, instead of on Steam, to be on Epic on PC. And I do, I think... They are, I don't, they're not the, they're not the only like big AAA games on the Epic Game Store. Like there, are, there are some others on, on there, right? Like, isn't, isn't Red Dead Redemption 2 coming to the Epic Game Store? Yes, I believe it is. Yeah, that's that, that is. And, 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 and the Rockstar Launcher. 
Yeah. And Borderlands 3 is there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and that game was way up. Instead. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I so I don't know. I do wonder. I really do wonder if the and Epic Game Store move had anything to do with it. I will say In- they Ubisoft had a previous statement about Division 2. They actually said it underperformed on consoles, but did pretty well on PC. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's so I, I would I also, also say... Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, Reb, like, no matter what, whether or not uh, the Epic Game Store did have something to do with it, I'm sure people are going to latch onto that as a... I didn't see anybody. La- I think people forgot. <laughs> well, that that rep or yeah, yeah. I think people forgot. Maybe. Like they don't care because they all got on you play. They don't care. I was I was gonna say, do you think the people who get hot and bothered and angry about fucking launchers are people who live in the best fucking know? No, they just want to have I mean, an excuse I for. See, I did see today the news that uh, the Fortnite. Uh, launcher on Android has been changed to the Epic Games Epic Store Ga- launcher, yeah. which oh, is I, I believe I, <laughs> I didn't take the time to dig up the source, but I believe that Epic at some point made some statement about how they want to do mobile as well. And yeah. so I this sounds to me like very soon we're going to be hearing about now their Epic Games Store is also going to be on mobile. It's going to have multiple titles. Somebody and check I, on Lash. Where where are the bastions of fans of? the Google Play Store coming to defend it from the Epic yeah. Game Store launcher. Where are they? Come forth. Just yep. wait. They're we're not gonna, giving up. We're going to find some some new allegiances on some uh, particular accounts soon. Uh, <laughs> guys, I, 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 I just want to let everybody know we got some a little bit of breaking news. Yeah? Oh, no, I can't. It's, no. John, is this, no, is this where you tell us something that you think is breaking news, but it's not going to be worth it? No, it's, cool. it's, it's 100% breaking news. 100% breaking news. There's a new WWE 2K glitch. Yes, it's uh, a new one, Brandon. Me, this man, this guy in the character, like has three ass cheeks. <laughs> this is the breaking news. Oh, he has the, three um, ass cheeks. Don't destroy gonna, me like this, John. I'm going oh, to fuck throw this it podcast. Out. I'm going. I am going to throw it out in the chat. I don't want the three butt what cheeks though. What was I, the, uh, it's what was three, the three ass cheeks? <clears throat> Jesus. Three ass. There it is, right there in chat. Everybody can check it out. This is uh, Brandon. Brandon will vouch for this. Is really this is the good shit John, right here, John? Like, if you don't mind, I want to do a quick favor for all of our listeners. Please do a favor uh, in post. Uh, Siri, unsubscribe from SDGC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we you remember earlier? You remember earlier how I said that we drive drag we we drive Zach to drink. This is the, I I just Zach. We have a brand up hold, my man. And I'm sorry, but dude. Uh, a guy mm-hmm. named Brock Lesnar in a wrestling game with three ass cheeks. To me, that's, that's not nearly that's as the interesting news, as the that's the news people need. Brown not really or the eyeballs cheeks, dropping. But... Up. Yeah, a weird lump. Where what I'll say is, long. that's not that interesting. Reb, come on, John. If, Reb, if everybody looks in chat, people seem to agree with me for once. I, mm. what Look at this. I've been supportive. I am all now. about the no. Stockholm syndrome. Uh, is there a point, the there a point for... about once every couple of months where this podcast goes off the rails and Zach and I are just over here kind of looking at each other through the computer like. To be, to I'll be... drop this call. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do we have anything else we want to he say? He has about a little it? tail. He has a little tail. Thank you, Blade. Do we have anything else tail. we want to say about Ubisoft before we start answering uh, questions? What if this is all just bait for next gen? It's not. It's not. It's not. They did say. I'm joking. They did say. They did. They no. It's not. They did say. Wow. That well because because they said it's not an interesting theory because they specifically said they said that all three Watchdogs, uh, uh, Gods and Monsters, and the Rainbow Six whatever plus Roller Champions got in there. You mean my Roller Derby game has been delayed? 
Why did oh, I no, not it, hear it, about this? It's not this? delayed. It was. It, it's always been. Oh, okay. Never mind. That mm-hmm. it's just it's just still where it was. Um, but all four of those are going to get some sort of next gen upgrade. That doesn't mean they're gonna be new console exclusive. What oh, it I... probably means is that they're gonna come out as planned, and then they're gonna have some sort. They're also going to be released on the new consoles with some sort of extra upgrade to make them look prettier. That's what's probably gonna happen. Also, just to throw out there. Uh, Skull and Bones still in development, delayed to wildly no, 2021 to rap. 2022. What no. the so fuck? All that the way out exist. there. Beyond Good and Evil 2, big question. That not Skull real. and Bones is going to wind up as the shit mechanic in another uh, Assassin's Creed game. That I game. am willing to bet that they rebooted the fuck out of that because I played Bro, that in just... 2018 and it was basically just the shit mechanics from Assassin's Creed Black yep. Flag. That's well, the creative director left last year, I believe. Oof. Yeah, I, that, um, something, something's going on there. Something's going on with that one. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have, I should have. I, I wish I remembered her name. Um, fuck, I can't even remember the developer she works for. But oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, there's a tweet going around video game Twitter right now. Uh, the woman who works Twitter. in game dev who was saying that uh, something in mind. Uh, one thing that could be powering these delays is that uh, a lot of development teams are looking at making forward compatible games and how to make games that take the most of next-gen hardware. And so they could, she's not saying this is 100% the reason, but it could explain some of the reason we're seeing extended development times, which is like adding things um, that mm-hmm. will really get the most out of games uh, yeah. uh, on the consoles that are out next year. So I, listen, I mean, everybody, it's, uh, listen, I know our I know our community that listens to this and I know everyone on this panel, like we're all pro delay when it means that people are being, going 100%. to be working better and it will lead to a better game um but i mean it's it's an interesting thing to think about which is like people are delaying it not for 2019 reasons but for 2020 and 2021 reasons mm-hmm. so i don't know john do we have more topics or uh is no it I th- we've for... got some questions though uh, oh shit sure. can we we can need we to do start a, late can we do a rapid can we do like a it's 10 30 john can we do some true. rapid ones we did we, we did delay ones. the podcast we did delay the podcast oh, that's, true. that's true we can go a little bit long I all would, right I, I i i have a question for everybody just oh do we think next generation uh do we do we think the PS5 and the Xbox Scarlet will be able to power four S cheeks as opposed to three? Nope. Next question. Okay. I don't want to asking. <laughs> just 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 asking. At any rate, uh so there was one a really good one from our our buddy uh, uh our, our our buddy Josh uh, over constantly constantly calibrating. Um this I fucking love this question. If you had to be buried alive in one breakfast food, what would it be and why? Goal would be you had you have to eat your way out. Ooh. The fucking clear answer is peanut butter so crunch. Easy. I'm sorry. I mean, I am going to go with oops all berries. You're going to go with what, Brandon? Oops all berries. The your mouth would oops, be bleeding oh, after 8 oh, bites. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um easiest question ever. Fresh watermelon. Ooh, mm-hmm. Red see Red found the loophole. It yeah. needs to be something light. Like I can't eat my way through like a layer of bacon. But well, I can like eat my way through nuts. watermelon. Like, like, can you imagine Watermelon's healthy? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. easy, so it like comes apart like really nicely. And it's also it'll hydrate you as you eat. And it's also like ninety seven percent water, like the But this has to be cereal though. That's not it, it is no he said breakfast food. No, you're right. Oh, I misread that. You're right. It's breakfast food. hundred percent. Okay. Um, and the answer is obviously 1,000 uncooked eggs. And I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> to... Zach is barely straight out of a Rocky movie. Yeah. I'm going to come out and I'm going to be ripped. I've got to go with... You're going to come out and you're going to be shitting to death. 
Pancakes, pancakes, peanut butter pancakes with some some cinnamon cardamom pancakes are butter. Heavy, my dude. The yeah, you can It's not. What are you going to? The question isn't what is your ideal breakfast food no. for someone to sit on a plate want... in front of you. The question Rab. is what would you rather eat your yes. way out of? Rab, you misunderstand my love for pancakes. I want to be. I want to drown in an ocean I, of pancakes. I believe your love for pancakes. I doubt the your physical ability. No, you don't understand. John uh, is body John is hoping to die in the process. Apparently, yes. <laughs> like that's it's it, that's you know like that's probably the best way to go. And uh, I'll, I'll just say, Jeff. This isn't something you're going to see, but next weekend, Derek will see my ability to put down a motherfucking pancake. Like, there will be no <laughs> doubts. Derek's going to report back to everybody. Yeah. I'm going to report That's weird, back to like, the we went out for breakfast at PAX, and I have a picture of you not even finishing your fucking breakfast. You know Ooh. what? Here's the no thing. No fucking eat anything before noon. Like, okay, I got to look this up. Look at this in the chat. People need to know. John doesn't People do anything before noon. He's, like, useless. Call out culture. John, you canceled. Okay. You can't so eat breakfast. Here's, here's the thing. First of all, Reb is 100% correct. Okay. Thank you. Second of all, second of all, I didn't finish my breakfast because I wanted to be able to navigate packs in a timely fashion. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry, Jeff, mm. but that's the fucking way it is, dude. Like, I can't, I can't walk around a gaming convention fucking with a bunch of doughy bricks sitting in my stomach. Brandon, I can't Brandon, fucking do it. We're done with John. Brandon, does the sorry, man? Brandon. I was still, oops, all berries. We're oh, done letting John talk. It was pancakes that you didn't finish. <laughs> I don't. I. I. I don't think so. We need to go so. back to Captain Crunch. Oops They're not even close to finish. Yeah. Can okay, we, Brandon, Jeff, why again. do you like Oops All Berries? Because there's like it's pure sugar. It's not good. Because <laughs> all berries. Oh, it's apparently. The best. It's not it's good. The, I love listen. peanut butter crunch. Peanut butter crunch is great. No, but... peanut butter crunch is the awesome. bad part that you have to eat around to get to the berries. So they they fix that. Peanut butter crunch isn't fucking... in Oops All Berries. Why would you get a? Why would you put peanut butter and berries in a cereal together? What kind exactly. of fucking clouds are running this I, real Let me say, let me say, Oops All Berries does to poop what asparagus does oh, to poop. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. Oh, it's yeah. Weird. I can't. Yeah. So it's if you want so to poop, bad. asparagus pee is pretty bad. Yeah. So, yeah. They, yeah, Oops All Berries will do it to you, Derek. So, yeah, no, yeah, if you want, nothing, so, nothing. so obviously, what you need to do <laughs> is you need to have an after die. That is insane. Brandon, regular Captain Crunch is what's in the berry Captain Crunch. Peanut butter yes. crunch is a different cereal that you should try because it's better than the yeah. berries. Oh, okay. Peanut I have a. I have Thank a, you. Is that Kellogg's? It, it's, it's, it's Captain whoever Crunch. Whoever makes the berries, it's the same company. So, 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 <laughs> wait, what? so, what are you talking? Wait, now you can. Listen, me. no, stop. Okay, Brandon. There's Captain Crunch, which yes, is a cereal. And then there's Captain that, Crunch Crunch berries, and then there's yes. Oopsal berries. And there's and also then there's peanut butter peanut crunch. Butter crunch. What the hell is peanut butter crunch? I'm not fucking. It's, 10 so years imagine old. the shape of the berries. How <laughs> dare you, Brandon? Imagine the shape of the berries and oops, all berries, but it's the color of regular Captain Crunch because regular Captain Crunch is like squares. This is a round, like dark colored thing, it's a and it okay, tastes like okay, peanut okay. butter. It's so it peanut butter like cereal, but it's part of the Captain no, Crunch Captain good. Crunch brand. Okay, it's yeah. Extremely so good. Brandon, four, please try peanut butter crunch for me and report back. Yes. Please try peanut butter crunch and report back. Is this what you're telling me? There's good. four members of the Captain Crunch. Yes. I am telling and you. And Oops All Berries okay, is actually the most nine. recent member of the, the, the Captain Crunch family. It's the inferior child. Wow. Plus, here's the thing. Pe when peanut butter crunch makes your milk taste like a sandwich, which is oddly mm, satisfying. It really, yeah, no, Reb knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. but it also makes like it have a sandy texture in your mouth. I, I you always got a weird good. layer yeah, on the, the roof just, of your mouth. There's something about, about there's something about milk that has been that has had peanut butter crunch marinating in it 
that mm, is yeah. extremely That's a staple of Saturday it mornings. It really and is. heavy. It's, it's weird. Really yeah. Anyway, Brandon, please try peanut butter crunch the next time you purchase cereal and report back okay. because I'm very interested into what your peanut butter crunch, not regular Captain Crunch, yep. not right, very not Captain crunch, crunch with regular <laughs> yeah. Captain Crunch in it, not Kix, not some other brand, peanut butter crunch. I said they look like Kix. No. Like little, they don't? Okay. Dare. So, 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 so we, we do have more questions. We do have another Derek raised his hand. I oh, haven't did, given did, my answer. A... No. Oh shit, Derek! Yeah, please. guys, you're missing the, the 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 safest answer of all: Rice Krispies. They're ninety percent air. <laughs> I think watermelon. It is the safest thing, but but not no watermelon is ninety percent water. It'll still fill your I, stomach. I, rice Krispies. I could eat through Krispies. a mile of Rice Krispies, and my stomach Wait, would only be half. Why full. would air not fill your stomach? Well, because you're you're gonna burp it out probably. Like, I mean, probably. It's just gonna I get mean, bloated as fuck. Yeah, dude. Like, dude, you're it's gonna fine. have bubble guts if you. Well, do that. no, because when you chew it, obviously you're not swallowing the air still inside the. It's not. That's not how <laughs> chewing works. You assume we chew. That our is not food. the process of mastication. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, we all right. We got to move on to another question. This is the second podcast out of our last, like, four that we've talked about cereal. Yeah. Well, no, because, dude, breakfast is fundamental. Breakfast is is staple. I agree. We're talking about staple foods. Uh, This is from uh, at DJ underscore underscore Stormageddon. If you were a pint of ice cream, what flavor would you Okay, do we have a gaming question? (laughs) (laughs) No, why? Ben and Jerry's half-baked. There you go. There you go. Reb. Huh? Chubby hubby also. Reb, ben, ben and Jerry's salty. Sorry, caramel. I was making a Twitter poll. What's the question? Oh, it's okay. If you were a pint of ice cream, what flavor would you be? Mm. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's salty. Strawberry. Stra- oh, I can absolutely see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. Derek? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely birthday <laughs> cake. <laughs> Did you just shut the door Ooh, in that the dog? Birthday cake, the dog. Uh, the birthday cake is good. Yeah, okay, one dog or another. Jeff, what's your, Jeff, Jeff, what's your ice cream flavor? What would I don't. You do? I don't know. I can't really eat ice cream because of my allergies. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. Like I don't know, vanilla. You could be a sorbet. <laughs> you could be a delicious frozen yogurt sorbet. All right, I'll take that. There you go, Brandon. What about you? Oh, the Ben and Jerry's salted caramel. Salted caramel. Okay. I would the obviously core, the core. The core. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I would be. Uh, I would be. Um, you know what? I would be uh, cookie dough ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. That's my a classic. A classic. A classic, yeah. It's it's. You simple. all gotta put more junk in your ice cream. Birthday cake. Put some strawberry. Ben, ben and Jerry's. I want. I want like ninety percent garbage, ten percent ice cream in there. I am. I'm just Actually, so distracted by know. what's going on on Derek's screen right now. And I'm do you sorry. all know my one of my favorite? I, I love. So here's my weird thing about me. If you hang out with, if I go to a place with you, well, you all, some of you encountered this at PAX West because I wanted to go get ice cream. And I wanted to go to a place that had a bunch of weird-ass ice cream because I will try weird flavors of things. I love, like, floral things that are weird. And so I love lavender ice cream. I think lavender ice cream is the most Mm. amazing thing in the world. And the thing about lavender ice cream is you either love it or you think it tastes like soap. Like, it's one of those two. And it just, (laughs) wait, what is that? That's not your dog. No, it's your dog, Derek. We're we're watching this dog over the weekend. Oh, Oh, I like that dog, too. Bring it back. (laughs) Who is that? His name is Axel. Hi, Axel. Welcome to whatever Jeez. we're doing here. What kind, of, what kind of ice cream would you be, Axel? Uh, he's gone. Oh, he's well, gone. Axel, he's off, with, he's off running with the pit bulls now again. Uh, so, so Wait, Cam, where am I getting barbecue ice cream? Barbecue ice cream? Had, what the fuck? 
I I, when I when I worked at a Chinese restaurant when I was sixteen, we had red bean ice cream. It was fucking garbage. Oh, um, red mm. bean's great. Ugh. Red bean's good. I love red bean stuff. Um, I've had curry ice cream, which is something that is good to like have a sample of, but I would never order it. So we've actually we're gonna do one more question. And Zach, I'm sorry, but it's not. Oh, you're good. I'm just sleepy. This because is fine. Going so, die. so we'll get through this one quickly. But this is a this is the best fucking question we've been asked in a long time. So I'm gonna hit, right. hit, hit you with it. By, from, by John from standards. At, at massive corgi, what is more important in a sandwich: good filling or good bread? Good filling. Wait, well, so what makes it? Wait, what? Okay, now if I say good filling, does that mean I'll take I'll eat any bread? Because that's not true. I but a good filling is more important. It's just more important. It's Let's assume important. mediocre not, not bread what, what because bad bread or bad fillings, either way, ruins the sandwich entirely. So like, so like, so. would you rather? So Zach, let me ask you this: Would you rather have? Do you like Zach? Do you like a good Reuben? Oh, yeah. You know what I like, John? I like a spicy Italian with lots mm. of meats. Okay, so get some peppers in there. I gotta go. So, I play modern to eat <laughs> so, Brandon, so, brandon's gonna be pulling from that vape so some subway so zach here, here's the easy answer to the question when you have your nice italian sub right would you prefer like some eh, okay bread whatever it's chewy you know like like subway quality bread but you've got like the finest capicola the finest oh salami, john like oh it's the capicola, baby it's always the capicola okay delicious crustiest it like fucking just melt nah, your mouth italian bread so it's meat then. It's the filling. Yeah, it's meat. If yeah. I'm listen, listen, if I'm gonna dedicate my life to some carbohydrates, I might as well eat some fucking cake. The bread is secondary to the fucking capicola. Let's. I'm just let's gonna go, go like Next super person. basic here. If I, it's it's the filling. If I have a cheese sandwich, it is a basic cheese ass sandwich, grilled cheese, whatever. And my options are real basic bread and some fancy ass good melty perfect cheese, or a slice of American cheese. And some real fancy, like like bakery bread. I'm picking the cheese. I, I'll say this. So I'm gonna rip the bread off the bread sandwich. And no, Reb, that is valid. Reb, that's valid. The only thing I'll say my, is that that's there is one sandwich where you could argue that better bread is more important. And I'll tell you what sandwich that is. It's the classic peanut butter and jelly, because if you have peanut butter that's just fine and you have jelly that's just fine. Uh, you can, t or if you have great peanut butter and jelly, and, and or, you know whatever, you can take mediocre bread and toast that shit, and put the fucking peanut butter and jelly on there, and all of a sudden, Why bam! It? Why is he toasting it? Anyone know? You it has a little bit of crunch. You never had it toasted nice PBJ. Does anyone know? Yeah. No, I don't understand that. It adds a little bit. Really? Of, Rob, you should try it. Actually, it adds a little bit of crunch. It's, it's kind of nice. Don't tell Johnny's right. I, I have also never had that, but it sounds great. It's, it's very nice. good. Fucking amazing. Why do you think that John's peanut butter opinions are great? The instant he says them, but if I say something about thing, you have to go on. You just immediately. <laughs> the thing you disbelieve. say about peanut butter may matter. <laughs> like, peanut butter makes for good shampoo. Now, no. Reb, I'm not defending Reb. <laughs> if, I came in here, if I came in here and told you all straight face that I had used peanut butter for shampoo and it was fucking amazing, would you believe me? No, not no, in that what one. What the no. fuck, Derek? No, what, I'll say, you know, what I'll say is I'm not backing up John because of peanut butter. I'm backing him up because I like toasted bread. Yeah. Like. Have you so you're a bread, bread man. You're a bread man over. A I'm not a bread man. I'm a fillings man. I'm a fillings man. man. Bread man. I'm offended by the amount of peanut butter talk. Fillings man. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's having a Jeff's having a reaction just listening to this yeah. part. 
So we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up You're here. You're eating toast. Um, Peanut butter well, actually well, makes an incredible assassination weapon. If you've never, if you've never had, if you've never had a toasted PBJ, you need to try it. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, Zach is yawning, and I know Brandon wants go do other things so we'll we'll go ahead and we'll we'll wrap it up here uh, i will say that if derek and reb are available tomorrow morning i have the day off tomorrow so we could I'm not do available i, I work in hard or hardly working john you literally uh, told me 12 hours before we're doing yeah I well, I'm, be just, I'm, I'm staying home tomorrow because because moo is recovering from yeah surgery. i wouldn't be able to do the um, show so i you know that's fine no, i'm going to the just doctor. play john just tr- just play outer worlds buddy that's what i'm gonna do well i'm gonna play dragon quest 11 but it's you know yeah. whatever I'm getting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to the doctor, everyone, to get my flu shot. If you are medically able to do so, please get your flu shot. Get vaccinated, yes. please. Mm-hmm. Get vaccinated. Vaccines Vaccinate are good. Your Vaccinate <laughs> yourself. And, uh, don't do it to yourself. Get a doctor. Who knows? Uh, uh, don't forget, Reb and Justin and I did some a really interesting talk about violent video games, and you can do that on our channel and on. Wow, you are breaking uh, up so yeah, fucking what, bad what? there. Can you guys, is that better? Is that better? Uh, you you're good. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, I just wanted to say that uh, Reb and Justin and I earlier did a really good uh, recording on violent games. Uh, and you can find that on our uh, YouTube channel and also on SoundCloud and all other major podcast services. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do some recorded content this weekend. That's what I would like to do. Uh, and of course, next week we'll be back on Thursday. And then the following, uh, that coming weekend, Derek and I are doing our extra live stream. Uh, it, we're gonna have a lot of fucking fun. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, and uh, if nobody has uh, anything else, thank you. We had some new faces in chat tonight. We really appreciate it, and I hope you come back and see us. And as always, it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next week and all through the weekend, please take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and and enjoy. That's all I got. Let's go.